Cash Chats with Claudia, Evelyn, Claudia, Marie, and Jaden, a podcast for students by students. On today's episode, we have a special guest with us, Ms. G. Hi, everyone. Today on our episode, we'll be discussing college and the process that comes with it, and she'll be answering questions that I we found that would be useful for your process. So the first question we have is, when should I start my college prep and what exactly should I look into? Thank you for having me here today. So uh, many of the juniors have been seeing me in their classes the past week, and it's going to continue into next week. I'm going in, and we're doing a presentation on just college and career readiness. So one of the first things that I say in the presentation is you should start now. If you're not sure uh, whether you want to go to college or a trade school, employment, the military, now is the time, like from now until June, to figure out and explore your options. Think about what you like, what you could see yourself doing for the 30 years after you graduate. So I guess the first thing I would suggest doing is make a list. Stay organized throughout the whole process. You have tools available to you like Naviance. And one of the things we're doing at the end of the class lessons is I'm trying to make sure every junior can log on to Naviance. There are different um, options on there. Supermatch is one that I've gone over in some of the classes where you can actually indicate different things you're looking for in a college, and it will generate a list for you, like a customized list of colleges that you should look into. Of course, other options are going to the colleges. I highly suggest that you visit them, get a feel for the campus so you can see what you like, what you don't like. And um, another reminder I'm talking to juniors about right now is signing up for the SAT or the ACT. Some colleges are test optional, but others are not, and you will need them. Or sometimes, like a, a college might say it's test optional, but for certain majors, you do need an SAT for admission. So it's a good idea to kind of look into that when you are like browsing through the colleges, see if they're test optional, and even if they are, like still sign up for the SAT. Okay, so if someone has a college in mind, when should they start going on a college tour, and what should they ask when they're there? Uh, right now, like this is a perfect time to go on the websites. Any college that you go on to, you can, there's like a search and you'll just type in college visits, campus tours. It will tell you when they offer them, how to sign up for them. So um, you actually can get two absences excused this year and an additional two next year to go and visit campuses. So take advantage of that now. Um, you know, even after you hear this or after you have that class lesson, just Google some of the schools you want, go on their website. Last week, I took a group of 35 seniors with some of my other counseling colleagues to Kane University, and it's just really important to, to get a feel for the campus. It's one thing to look at it online and another to walk around and to talk to the students, to see where you would live, to see where you would eat. So sign up for them now. Um, some questions. I think, honestly, think about what's important to you and where, where you'll be going. So for some you know, what's in the area? Like, ask what, what's what's around here? Like, I know one of the the students who was leading the tour, she was talking of just about the accessibility of Kane. It's close to the city. It's close to the bus, the train. So you can ask about what's in the area, what's available to you. Uh, courses of study is important. So if, especially if you know a certain course that you want to take, a certain major, make sure that the college has that. So definitely talk to students about that on the tour. Um, maybe some admission information, what about, like, ask what they do for GPA, like, what does the average student there have as a GPA, 
ask about the SATs. If you know you want to live on campus, you can ask questions about dorming, even see if they will visit a dorm on the tour so you can take a look at you know, where you could potentially be living. And I know for a lot of students, student life, like what does it look like there? Do they have fraternities, sororities? What kinds of clubs do they offer, organizations, things that you can get involved in? And um, I guess, too, for the student athlete, make sure if you want to play a specific sport at that college, ask if they offer it. Um, I agree with everything you said. I feel like junior year is the year that we have to start taking our college process more seriously. Like, I made sure for me I had my Naviance account created. I even had my Common App. I even had some colleges that I wanted to go to on there already. And like you said with the visits, like all summer last year, well, yeah, last year I visited, I would say, like six colleges, and I got that's awesome. And for uh, good information out of those, so I recommend doing that as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, during my junior year, going into senior year that summer, all I did was go on college tours, basically. And what I found helpful was kind of get a list of the colleges that I'm interested in and create this big Excel sheet with all the information, like where the school is located, if they take SATs, ACTs, just information like that. That's really important because it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of information all at once. So to stay organized is important. Yeah, and I liked how you mentioned about the SATs on the schools being test optional because you might, um, personally, I waited to the last minute to get my, to do my SATs. And it was just that it was very, like, stressful because you don't know when you're going to get those scores. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, like, even though you have those scores, you still have to send them to, like, every college that's asking for them. And even though if you're, like, a top student, if you don't have your SAT score and you're trying to apply to, like, an honors college, you're going to have to need them and submit them if you want to be, like, accepted into them. So mm -hmm. that that's a good thing to keep in mind. And just um, piggyback off what you said, on the tour, uh, the admissions person at Kane was actually telling the students if you score a thousand or over, even though they're test optional, to send in the scores because it could potentially he may be able to offer them more scholarship money. So taking the SATs can possibly open up the schools giving more scholarship money, which is always good. So the next question that we have is, what should I be looking into if I'm undecided about my future? So there's going to be a, a lot of students who they're just not sure what they want to do or maybe they are torn in several different directions. So one of the things that when I would sit down with my seniors in the fall and we would talk and, and they don't know where they want to apply or what they want to do, we would just kind of say, like, well, what interests you? Like, let's just stop thinking about where to apply right now and start thinking about what kinds of things interest you. And from that, like, what are possible careers that we could link that to? Uh, the next step after you can kind of have a list of your interests and, and we could talk about careers, you can search online what education or training do you need for that career. So I know I mentioned before the, the junior meetings, there is something on Naviance called the Career Interest Profiler. It's under, um, it's on the main screen under careers. And if you click on that on the top, it will bring you to different options. So I like the Career Interest Profiler. It takes like 10, 15 minutes, and you're really just answering like if you strongly disagree or agree with the statement. And then at the end, it will show you like the four top, like it has to do with your personality. 
four different personality traits, and then it talks about careers. So if you if you search or select career on there, it will then bring you to another page that has a bunch of careers. It talks about the salary, the education needed. So that's what I've been doing the last week. And it's just, it's interesting one to see for the people who know what they want to do, if that popped up on theirs. And it's also interesting for me for the students who really didn't, they're not sure we just kind of go over like what came up on your results and, and you know, you can favorite them so that Navians can store it for you and you can go back, you can talk to your parents or guardians about what the results look like. So there, there, there is also just to remember, you're, you might know what you want to do and it changes. I'm sure if a lot of you talk to just some of the adults in your lives, even some of the teachers, um, teaching may not have been their, their, first, their first career, may not have been the first thing they went to study. So you can change your mind. It happens. And I think that the more you kind of look at what your interests are now and, and really think about what you want to do, it just it's going to help you to just be organized and know what your options are. Um, and so if we do decide on the major that or like we decide like what we like and what we, we want to do in the future, um, what majors um, should I take or should one take if they know what they want to do? Like, because I know that there's, like, some confusion mm-hmm. in um, certain careers that one wants to do, but they, but there's so many different majors, and, like, how do you know which one's, like, the best fit for you? So if you, for example, if like, like uh, would an example be if you know you want to go into nursing, but there's, like, different nursing programs? Is that what you mean? Yes, like, because I've heard about... Um, doctor like if you want to go into like med school and stuff like Mm -hmm. that I heard that you don't even have to um take a biology major as long as you get like your prerequisites so it's like and I will also during the college process of like myself Mm -hmm. um I was thinking about becoming like a forensic toxicologist but there's um many different things saying that I could have took chemistry or I could have taken biology so it kind of like like which one would be the best fit for like certain like careers like that. So I and you kind of did this for yourself. So it's it's good to talk about it for others. The more research you do, I think it's going to really it's going to help you choose an avenue because there are different options. So ways to do different research, um, you know, obviously you, the internet, it's easily accessible to everyone. Naviance is also helpful and even going on the college pages. So when you were looking into yours, like, can you give me, what did you do? How did you kind of choose your path? How were you finding out this, this information about these different majors? So um, I knew that I wanted to do, like at the time I was um, interested in forensics, mm-hmm. um, but like now I changed my mind to, um, I wanna go to med school and stuff like that. But before I was considering forensics and I was like, and my, I went to my biology teacher from the previous year, and I at, and sh- since she teaches a forensic science course, she had her students um, come up with like a project of listing like all the different careers that you could take in forensic um, science. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I saw on the list like forensic um, toxicologist. And there, and when you look it up, there's not much on it. Forensics is like a very like new made like specialized like forensic science. It's like a very like um, specialized field now that not many colleges offer and there's not that much information about what major you should be taking on it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's what kind of like steered me away from it. 
Um, so, and help me get to my decision that I actually would want to go to med school. So again, just like going back at, at what you did is, is a good example, like talking to people in the field, whether it's people in school, um, like for you, you went to a teacher here that teaches forensics, the students, when they were doing that report, they were probably getting all that information from online and different websites. So the more research you do, it is going to lead you there. If you know that there's a college you really like and you see that there's different majors, I would also suggest reaching out to admissions, whether it's, you know, maybe you go visit the campus and you can schedule a meeting to kind of talk about what are the different ones because they can also help guide you. There's the universities, a lot of them, they have a career center. So say you go to school and you know you want to do something med, you can also, once you're accepted, see if you can make an appointment with the career center to talk about what are the different options that would go with the major. So again, the, the more research you do now, it's going to make your life easier so that you don't feel this pressure. Um, in the whole process, the more that you put things off and you wait to the last minute, it, it does. It's going to create more pressure. The more the juniors start thinking about what they want to do and they have these organized lists senior year, like you're already doing a lot of things. You're, you're going to have less stress. One of my goals in this new role is I want, even before junior year, I want students to get on Naviance to start using it. Um, after I meet with the juniors, I want to meet with the freshmen and the sophomores and just start talking to them so everyone starts thinking about what they want so you're not just doing the research you know, junior year. So how does the financial aid application process differ from the admission process? That's a good question. They, they are kind of, they're do two completely different applications. So you will fill out college applications on, um, many will use Common App, some students will apply directly through the schools, and, and that's where you'll put your information about the classes you take, the clubs and activities, uh, your essay, they'll have questions, supplemental questions for you to answer. And, you know, when you're doing that, you also, that goes to the admissions office. The second piece that they want is the financial aid. So many of you will use FAFSA, that's the, for federal money, and there's also HESA, that's for state aid. Uh, you're going to do that application on, um, you know, you do it with FAFSA, there's information you need, so you would work with um, your parent or guardian to get some of their information that you're going to input into the system. And what happens is at the end of that, there's a place for you to put the colleges you're applying to. Then FAFSA will send out your information to those different colleges. And when you're accepted to a college, you'll get a letter saying, you know, hopefully congrats, like you're accepted. And they'll also talk about the financial aid package. So they're two different things, but they work together. And financial aid is very important because you might really love a college. So they are, they're two different processes, but they work together. And, and financial aid is very important because you do have to have a way to fund going to, whether it's a college or a trade school. You know, they can be very expensive, and it's important when you're weighing your decision to see what are the different packages that you receive back from the different schools. So I just wanted to ask, because you did mention it along with the FAFSA, what is the HESA that you were saying, the aid? So HESA is for state aid. So if you're going, if you live in New Jersey and you're going to New Jersey College, you can be considered for state aid. Um, FAFSA is federal. When you apply for FAFSA, you will, you'll get an email to make um, like an NJ Fans account, and that's how you can be considered for money from the state through HESA. Um, you actually, um, you actually kind of talked about it, but what is the difference between like a CSS profile and a FAFSA? So CSS profile, that's it's non-federal aid. Um, 
it's through the College Board. So I think many of you might be seeing that since, you know, whether you took the PSATs or the SATs and you're on College Board. So that's something that is administered by College Board. Certain colleges require it. I actually looked it up prior to this interview. There's two in New Jersey that require it as part of their um, process. But um, it is, it's used by around 400 schools. So a school has to be a participating school for you to be considered to, you know, get um, any kind of aid from CSS. FAFSA is federal aid. So that's accepted by any institution that will offer federal financial aid. The other big difference is FAFSA is free to apply, and you do have to pay um, for the CSS profile per school. Okay. Another question that I have is, um, like, what is the EOF, and why should I fill it out? Okay. So EOF is very important. It, um, you have to qualify for it. It stands for the Educational Opportunity Fund. It is a state-sponsored program. Um, it's it's really for students who they want to go to, to college. They you know they have the the will. They have they want to go the desire, but they need additional academic and financial support. So some of those supports can be like the school year might start a little earlier. There might be like additional classes you can take. There's also sometimes a counseling component, tutoring, um, help with coursework. So one of the things you can do if you're applying to a school is you can, you know, again, go into the search and search EOF for that school, and it will show you there's a chart. So you can see, um, you know, based on, like, your family income and how many are in the household if you can qualify for the EOF program. Okay. Going back to what you said before about the CSS profile and even, like, college applications in general, like, I have a question about, like, people who can't afford to pay um, for those applications or like the CSS profile, do you, doesn't the school offer like um, something like a fee waiver for them as well? That's a very good question. Um, in the beginning of every year, most students will apply for the free or reduced lunch program. If And there's some students who don't. So even, let's say, you, you just don't like lunch, you don't want to eat school lunch, still apply for that because that's how your counselors um, will be able to see if we can waive your fees or not. And it's not only for like, college applications or the CSS profile, but it would also waive SATs and ACT. Um, you can waive those fees if you qualify for free or reduced lunch. So it is very important junior and senior year especially to fill out those lunch application forms and to see if you qualify. If you do, you would let your counselor know. And um, when it comes to the SAT or ACT, there are like a, there's a waiver code or a form you can get from your counselor. And if it is for the CSS profile or for college applications, we would put that into Naviance. So when you're applying through Common App, you're going to link Common App with Naviance, and it's how your counselors are going to send out your information to schools, and that's also where we can, uh, you know, approve that you would qualify for a fee waiver. And for the fee waivers for Common App, is there a limit that you have to how many colleges you're allowed to use that fee waiver for? If you're applying on Common App, no, because it's one question at the top for the counselor to approve. So whether you have like three schools on there or 10 schools on there, we're saying that you're approved for a fee waiver. Okay. And I also want to ask, um, when should you start applying for scholarships and where can you have access to them to start applying? Good question. So for our seniors, you should be checking the Canvas page. There's a Canvas 12 class. And on there, I think you click on, it's like it says college modules. And there is a whole section for scholarships. So you would go on to each of those scholarships. You know, some are going to apply to you, some aren't. And you just start doing those now. The local ones are what's posted on there. The local scholarships, um, they go to our students. 
it's, you know, a lot of them are just for the county. Some of them are for London High School. So we will have a scholarship night later in the year, and that's to announce the winners of those local scholarships. They range. They range from $50. Um, I think we have, like, our top one is, like, $6,000. So every little bit helps because scholarships is something you don't have to pay back. Uh, you know, and, and college and trade schools are expensive. So, again, for our trade school students, you also want to look at the scholarships because there are scholarships that you can apply for to help with trade school. Hey, that's great. Um, also, what are supplementals? Because I know you mentioned it briefly when you're talking about the college process and everything you have to fill out. Like, what would what are the supplementals that are asked in the applications? So, supplementals, they might be um, like a, an essay or a question that the school will ask you to fill out. It's in addition to your personal statement, and it's a way for them to just get to know you outside of what they see on a transcript. They are important. Um, I've had admissions counselors tell me that it, it can it can give you an advantage. Like depending on what they see in the supplementals, it can give you an advantage to getting in. So it's always important to answer them when you see them. When you're on Common App, um, as you add schools, so you'll do the like the one application, the main application, and then you add schools, and you will see on there like so you add say for example Montclair. It will show you supplementals, and then you, you have to answer those before you review and submit. So it's, if you do see them, always answer them. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. We, you answered a lot of our questions, and I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of the seniors and juniors, even for next year, and possibly even sophomores and freshmen when they listen in on the future. Thank you so much for having me. And for everybody listening and wants to hear more, we'll be posting episodes every other Friday. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Cast Chats. DM us if you have any questions and suggestions, and remember to donate to our podcast through Instagram.